This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! And welcome back to 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth. If you want to watch these on YouTube, provided you're fine with just seeing sound waves, you can go and find my YouTube channel that is Cool Movies Darth. Otherwise, searching for this podcast, Russ Stevens might be the easiest name to search under. There's a lot going on, I think, at least with podcast planning, I suppose. We are desperately behind on our trip through Ali's Accessory Shop on Etsy's Trash Features Review, so there'll be just an episode dedicated to that in the near future. I should have a guest this week, just a matter of scheduling it. Of course, getting a lot of repeat guests, it'd be great to have some new blood on the channel, so if you want to be on the podcast, send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. Send me a theme, a director, an actor, a movie. As long as we focus on sub-100-minute material, I have some podcasts gold. This episode was recorded, I guess I should say the review was recorded about a little over a month ago when I had quite the backlog. Not the case now, so again, hit me up with your request and... I'd love to get you on the show. Keep that in mind with some of the context. It's going to be dedicated to the latest Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, in a lot of ways. It's a good effort. It's one of those movies that's going to pop up on iTunes at $9.99 a lot. Not that big a risk if you choose to take the plunge on it. With all that said, you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is at CatBusRuss, at C-A-T-B-U-S-R-U-S-S. And to see what I'm watching, which... Honestly, hasn't been a lot recently. Busy otherwise. I can't uh, stress that enough, I suppose. You can all find that at letterbox.com. Username CM Darth. Thanks, Stacia Harden, for being my inspiration and keeping me going. And hopefully, my therapist will give me a little more support than just fond memories, I suppose. I don't think I'm doing too bad, but can always do better. So, until next week, thanks for coming to the podcast. Hello? What's your name? Fell Appelier. The Umbrella Corporation's been experimenting on this town since we were kids. People are getting sick. We have to stop Umbrella. Show me your hands! What the f***? The world needs to know what's really going on. Get out of this town! Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Rated R, exclusively in movie theaters, November 24th. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. It's kind of crazy that 90 for Chill, the podcast, is about a month worth of material ahead of itself.
Maybe this will let me get back to playing some video games, maybe some narrative video games. Maybe I'll get off the idea of selling all my, you know, all these modern games with all the stories that it's like, you know, why didn't you just make it into a 90-minute movie? Yeah, I know, there's so much material, hundreds of hours, all that bollocks, but this does bring us to Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which I had heard not a lot of positives, at least from the critical standpoint, or the internet critics, uh, YouTube primarily, you know, your what cultures and outside Xboxes, what have you, and you know what, I think that's a little bit misguided, it's a pretty solid film I think uh it could have done with a few cuts I think it's just a lit takes a long time to get this feature going and a lot of exposition where it's like you know if I remember Resident Evil 2 and I didn't play much of it it's still and we're talking you know 98 we're not talking the remakes and such as I say, I got way too many video games to begin with, let alone, I mean, JRPGs. It's going to take me forever. So it just throws you right into the situation and you just start getting going. Or the famous live action cutscenes for Resident Evil's director's cut. It's panic. It's monsters. Get playing. And I think the movie could have probably benefited from that. The auteur behind the new series, which is still being produced, at least from an executive standpoint, by Paul W.S. Anderson, the man who gave us the first six movies for Resident Evil, is that he's sticking very close to the franchise itself. We, If you remember Resident Evil 1 from 2002, Alice looks a lot like what we'd expect uh, Claire Redfield to look like, especially after Code Veronica. There's no characters from the video games in that movie so this one definitely is playing an homage to the video games and i think the director himself has even stated that he's he wants to remake the video games as live action features he's not trying to create his own franchise now i think that's kind of a bad idea because we could just play the video games i think we do want a new twist so let's just go back to Mortal Kombat from 95, Paul W.S. Anderson's uh, movie that said, yeah, he can do some cool stuff. I think the fact of the matter is Mortal Kombat, we just want to see the brutality brought to screen. And I know PG-13 didn't do it, but it laid the groundwork out, I think, is all we really wanted to do is actually see a narrative, I guess, to a fighting game, which was a lot wiser because it still maintained the tournament concept compared to Street Fighter with Van Damme and Raul Julia, Kylie Minogue, lots of uh, great actors actually are in that one. And yeah, it's definitely worth owning just for the campiness of it. West Studi is a tie is interesting, but I digress. So, but I'm thinking, though, if you're going to try remaking this, let's do the movie, the games that were kind of lesser known. I don't really know too much about Resident Evil Zero. So I think that would have at least, okay, do that in 90 minutes, and then we wouldn't need all this exposition at the beginning. Because I don't, I'm not familiar at least with Claire having a possible test subject backstory. We get through over the uh, video game loyalty, which is again, a very loyal adaptation. And I think the only way to go with the series from here is to focus on the Redfields. So I kind of think Leon Kennedy's character kind of gets just 
blown by like he's comic relief i mean you have donald logue in this movie you should have had enough comic relief with him there's definitely some writing decisions but as for the uh direction it's actually pretty good for this low budget i mean this film broke even in 2020 which is quite the accomplishment sorry 2021 I think it definitely deserves a sequel, and I guess I'm wise to buy that iTunes gift card to further restudy this feature. The director, uh, again, uh, jo- Johannes Robert, he's got some real flair. I don't know if it's as much horror as a friend at work told me about it. Like He appreciated that it was more horror than, say, what Paul W.S. Anderson did and may- being more like the video game. He's definitely got his moments, so it's a brilliant scene that's pretty much lit only by muzzle flashes and a Zippo lighter that just keeps going off. I mean, in the end, this feature does set up a good w- world to for the franchise to follow. As I say, I know where I would go with it. I'm not going right to Resident Evil 4, because this film essentially covers the events of the first three games. So yeah, you could go Code Veronica with the Redfields, or you can go and kind of have a action movie with Leon Kennedy. So there's a lot of places to go with it. Um, maybe too much. Let's really just focus on the ends, the mid-credit scene of Ada Wong bringing Albert Wesker. You know Wesker's in so many of the games. Like if you're familiar with the franchise, I'm not spoiling shit. At least with the direction. I mean, it's not the flashy. 3D, like, this is designed for 3D style of Anderson. It's definitely not a style over substance, which, again, I think is the way to go with a reboot. He nails it there. Uh, There's a great use of time cards to keep us focused and add stakes to this because there's no real antagonist until the very end. And that's even kind of shoehorned in there. And I guess the problem with one of my problems is all the cool monsters go down like a bitch. That's just not uh, not great for video games. I think your video game adaptations. I don't know. I mean, this I think is the best way to build the f- movie franchises. Again, they did three games in one, but the games kind of run concurrently. It makes sense since you're trying to build a new world. It's great the direction the video games are going right now, so you don't have to worry about people being upset about, well, you know, this isn't 7 or scary as 8. Other great elements of it is the soundtrack's pretty good. Like, it keeps itself in the 90s, but it still gives me an Argento Italian horror type soundtrack. Not as awesome as uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer or Tangerine Dream or goblin but it fits and i think that kind of makes i guess that's what it does well is it might be still more action than horror but it constantly reminds you that's the that the roots of this idea is horror i think it uh, makes it worthwhile that i actually uh, bought an itunes gift card at my job just so i can go and uh, purchase this one Here's hoping that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is still going to be on sale for a while. I do need to clear up DVD space, so. That's uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Pretty much summed up, I think. I mean, everything is just done adequately enough to keep you amused. So, great popcorn, and when you can do popcorn with horror, I think you've done something great. So, 
with that said, I guess that means it's kind of like, okay, it's like a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, you want to just sit and watch it regardless if it's actually scary or not. It's good popcorn, and it's great for horror that, uh, or horror-based franchises that we might get something that keeps pumping out material, which I think we are missing regardless. And with that said... I think most of the time we don't care about the quality of the material. We just want to see these characters again. I do want to see Albert Wesker where they take him. Hey, once they put the shades on him, he looks fine. So don't give Dickon Tarly that much trash. So it's got a lot of intrigue left in there. And it'll be interesting to see where they take it. And I think they got to give this at least one more shot. So it's just, again, if you're going to stick to the video games... I don't know where you go. Probably the wise mood would be to go with Code Veronica. But with this goofy Leon Ke- uh, Kennedy, maybe go Resident Evil 4 and see what you can, what kind of take you can have on it. I'm impressed enough. Really wish I could have gotten out to the theater for this one. That could be said for about all of 2021. So Sony, I think, did pretty solid. At least they got me out to see Venom in 2021. I was cool with... Ghostbusters Afterlife and Cool for Resident Evil. I just got a lot of catching up to do to finally get to Far uh, No Way Home. That is where I'm going with my movies, I guess. And since I'm four weeks ahead on podcast, I got plenty. Well, there goes the plans for video games, I suppose. Let's get to those five Spider-Man movies I've never seen. Until next time, thanks for coming to 90 for Chill, the podcast. Thanks, Stacia Harden, for being my inspiration and having me keep going on. I hope I am impressing you. If you want to be on the show, send an email to at, sorry, send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is at CatBusRuss, that's at C-A-T-B-U-S-R-U-S-S. Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps, five stars preferably. If you want to talk trash, do that at CatBusRuss, because I think I finally might be done with all this conservative trolling. Uh, maturity, kind of. It's like kicking a kid in the balls. It's just, what was the point? Can I hear a wahoo?